0: at la street dot gallery check out the shop as i'm a teacher's original artwork some stickers and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show thank you very much peace, peace. oh here we go got it
2: you're listening to paint the town podcast with your hosts la street art gallery resident artist teacher and founder of LA Street Art Gallery,
0: James Schenk of Hit hey, the Town Podcast, episode 171. What's up, bro? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you, you got me over there? Yeah, yeah, just want to make sure you know, it's been a while since we do this. You gotta kick the rust off. <laughs> You know, off the whole thing, man. You you've been so busy. I've been so busy, man. And uh, to the audience, you know, try to throw up some good content out there just to, you know, while everybody's gone. But uh, you know, it's good to be back, man. Uh, I'm so happy. I feel like, you know, we're back on track. You know, we had a lot of fun. How about you, Teach?
1: These are these are always great for me, man. I mean, it's it's always good therapy. You know, speaking speaking your mind, being you know, able to talk to someone like you. And, uh, you know, getting to meet some of the really cool people that we interview, you know, so. Yeah, man.
0: Um, well, let's catch up, man. I mean, it's been a it's been a little while um, since you got back from Budapest, man. But uh, I mean, I feel like last time we kind of had our guest come on. Um, shout out to Artiste Um <laughs> Man, I just
1: I got so caught up in him. I, I just, you know. Uh,
0: yeah, we forgot to tell some know. stories that happened. You know, what <laughs> I mean, like uh, what was that?
1: Oh, dude. Yeah. You know, oh, you know what? Harold's like, ah.
0: <laughs> Teachers uh, removing a retainer-like device. No.
1: Yeah. Anyone that has those, hates those sounds, I, like me, I, I'm sorry about that. But I just took out my uh, my Invisalign um, oh. uh, trays that I still have to wear these things like um, all day long for about another two months. Mm-hmm. And then it's just the, uh, basically a night guard, you know, while you're sleeping, which is always good to have. You know, yeah
0: i'm sorry no you know those look like when you take them out of your mouth they look like one of those like wax candy things i know they're hard you know but <laughs> it kind of like one of those little wax candy things oh yeah halloween yeah i destroyed right? many of those eating the
1: hell i used to eat the hell of those when i was younger man yeah hell but, yeah
0: you know you have the these Dracula these one. are the
1: ones at least these don't have the the little buttons on them okay like mm. I, what happened was okay so one of the one of the most stressful things about Budapest for me was, first of all, I went over there with these Invisaligns on them with the buttons. Okay, for those of you who don't know what I mean by the buttons, they, they put these buttons on your teeth, just like they do braces, and they they attach the visalign. They have like these little spots in them where you know it fits and it helps to move the teeth around. And I finished I finished my last tray while we were in Budapest, and still had like three or four weeks, four or five weeks before we came back. Oh man. And so and unfortunately, one of my teeth on the bottom, the bottom row, the first one to the right of the middle, um, just had a part of it that should have been grounded off because it was not <laughs> going past the other tooth. It was it getting stuck. Oh man, every time I put on a new tray, it felt like I had someone in pliers and just like grabbing a hold of them, and it would just keep hurting like that for two or three days until finally it would just reform the fucking tray. It would deform it. You know what I mean? For my teeth yeah. just not being able to pass by each other. And I heard when I was there that, you know, Hungarian dentists are awesome. Oh, no. Know? And <laughs> you know what? If you're going to say something like that, then that actually kind of takes a little bit of my worry off because you're saying, hey, we got really good dentists. Okay. And now I'm not so worried. The problem I had <laughs> was getting one, getting an appointment with one. For all I needed to have done was just having these little buttons. They just, you just knock them off. Okay. You just knock them off. And then this one tooth needed to be crowned down. That's all I needed to have done. Okay. So I went through five different dentists. One of which was right down the street from where we were staying. And I just walked into the, the, the office and was like, Hey, you know, uh, you speak English. <laughs> I need, here's what I need to have done. Showed them and everything. And then this lady was like, uh, yeah. Uh, we don't what you need is the hungarian invisalign because your teeth look horrible. And I was like, okay, hold <laughs> on.
0: Sorry. Wait, but hold right on. There. How was their English? First of all,
1: horrible. I mean, yes. no, it was actually, it was okay. It was, it would pass. It's not
0: like they're, they're, but, they're communicating, but they're not in hung, Budapest. Like my experience was like, it's not like fluent, like English as like me and Oh, me They would talking, much rather right?
1: not deal with you. You know what I mean? <laughs> they would much rather they'll, they'll deal with you if they have to. But, you know, uh, the whole thing with my wife and the, and the set production, like when it becomes a creative and you have to get conceptual speaking, that's, that's when there was big problems. Mm. But this, you know, it was very simple. It's just that she wanted to sell me on the Hungarian Invisalign because they're so much better. And let me just tell you, you, don't get my business by telling me my teeth <laughs> look terrible. Okay. Because I was like, you know, you should have seen them before. I had the Invisalign on and I wait
0: a second, am I already defending myself? Fuck you. Your teeth look great, man. I don't but even she know said that she had a friend that,
1: that did it, that they that, that would actually do that. And so she gave me her number and I called that lady and, and then the lady never called me back. And at that point, dude, I was, I was starting to go a little crazy because for me, I like to keep my teeth nice and clean. And the, the thing that drove me crazy about those fucking buttons is you could brush and floss and, and it would still feel like you got shit or oysters all over your teeth. You know what I mean? That's what it felt like to me <laughs> it's oysters on my teeth, little tiny oysters, and no matter how much I scrubbed or whatever. So I finally just went a little bit crazy and decided to do it myself
0: oh my god um man.
1: now i sent you some videos yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you
0: I'm know to pull it up right those now. of uh, you
1: who who have a weak stomach you probably this and have issues with teeth you, know, you might not want to watch these videos but those of you who don't care up, like yeah. me you know it's, it's it's i i was able to record a little bit of what i did there start right. with the one where i'm um where i'm uh side on this looking this from right the here? side yeah the minute that one right there yeah that's where i'm popping off the uh the little buttons you hear that
0: did you perform (laughs) surgery on yourself (laughs) hey
1: it worked dude it worked see look got it it. now the next one is is a little bit easier watch this just it'll it'll um it only took like one or two hits but you can hear and i'm using a, a metal nail file and a knife, we were staying in a residence, so there was silverware, and the knife just happened to have a thick, you hear that? (laughs) Oh, that one came off easy. See? (laughs) Some of them were easy, some of them were hard, okay? Now, yeah, that's the next one. Um, So then I took the, the, the nail file, and I used it to file down that tooth that would, you see now, if you look, if you look, you see the one that it's on right there? See how it goes behind that other one, see? You can see, that's a great angle. I did good on the, the camera work there. Now, if you the can hear that. too, man. Yeah. <laughs> when I showed it to my dentist, he was just like flinching and like going, oh. But he said, I did a great job. He said, I did exactly what he would have done. Slightly different tools. However, um, the desire to- <laughs> He's like,
0: you're going to put me out of work, man. When people discover that. No, he better. said he's
1: had people do this before. He said he's had people do this before. Okay, so there's one more. Um okay.
0: It sounds and like you're brushing it, your teeth, but no, it's not a brush. Yes, it, it's a metal file, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So this is 1000
1: Yeah, 1000 grit sandpaper. And this luckily because it was still it was kind of rough from the nail file, you know what I mean? So I just took that and actually finished it uh, finished it off so it was nice. It was smoother, a lot smoother. Cuz I hate having a rough surface. Around my tongue is one of the weird things about me, but it's <laughs> perfect.
0: <laughs> Bro, see, look at that! Boom! You're a real man, dude. <laughs> real men do their own fucking dental work. <laughs> well, dude, I'm a sculptor.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm sculptor, you're an artist, man. You know, and what if I, mean? I can like, see what I'm working on, you know, I can adjust the angle and whatever. I You know, um, they, they
0: call it the art of dentistry, right? You know what I mean? So I, I kind of understand. Uh, uh, okay, so
1: one one other thing, one other. <laughs> way that I feel like uh, Budapest just really kicked my ass was when I went to get a haircut. Um, I took my son to get a haircut because the wife wanted him to let his hair grow really long and crazy on top. It was, just, it was all over the place, but she thought it looked great for the part that he played. And um, so afterwards I took him to get his haircut and I was like, good, I'm going to you know get mine cut too. You know, just the three on the sides, six on the top, you know, simple um, haircut. Now, if you, Barbers, you know, that's a, a number three, is I would say probably about what maybe about a half inch long or so. Um, and a number six, it'd probably be about three quarters of an inch, maybe an inch long. Okay, now you know, this is what I tell the barber there in Budapest, you know, and he's like, Okay, you want uh, enough here to go to one side or other. I'm like, You know, I mean, no, that's all he asked me, he didn't say, You know. Uh, that's pretty short. Uh, you know, it's you're American. You know what your size difference might be slightly different. You know, uh, <laughs> but you know what? The more I think about it, it's like, why? Why would he have asked that? He I sounded pretty sh- fucking sure what I was talking about, and so he starts going to town. You know, first he starts with the sides. You know, and then he goes across the top, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, <laughs> oh man that looks more like about six millimeters than it does a number six and that's the difference
0: oh my god
1: over there number six is six millimeters long okay
0: <laughs> yeah you're talking about the six clip the one that you go over the top that you have a lot on top basically, yes. right oh okay <laughs> yeah
1: yeah Lost you in know? Translation so i right instantly there. looked like uh I instantly look like, like a, a fucking, fucking skinhead.
0: <laughs> yeah, I look
1: like a skinhead neo-Nazi. But you know what? I I tell you, like uh, with a no fucking tattoo me. on your head. <laughs> yeah, for those of you who are watching, maybe you haven't seen this one before.
0: <laughs> can you see it?
1: Yeah, I can. See yeah, it. Okay. just want to make sure. Right?
0: Just, but, oh my God, dude, that's hilarious, so, man. I mean, but yeah. hey,
1: you know what? Like no one, no one messed with me or my kids. <laughs> when you're when, in Europe <laughs>
0: too, you know what I mean? I mean, that kind of shit is like a. Uh, <laughs> but hey real quick before we get too far away from the braces i actually want i actually had braces when i was a kid too and you know i have pretty straight teeth i think these i always yeah, say I my money makers you know what i mean i like fucked <laughs> up like gnarly fob teeth actually you know what i mean like one one was pointing at you <clears throat> oh, oh wow but actually oh actually how old were you when you had your braces <clears throat> let me think um I might have been like 12 years old or something like that. And I had them all the way until I was like, like 16 or something like that. Maybe like, yeah, 16, I think. So I had four them... years, dude. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So my teeth are pretty fucked up, dude. You, you oh know, my right? God. But dude. here's the thing. Actually, I learned that um, a lot of people in the Western world, I mean, we have fucked up teeth because we eat very like soft things, basically. If you were like, uh, um, they have better teeth, like uh, in like the Nordic countries, because they eat like vegetables and things like that when at a very young age. So that actually is one of the causes, of the reason that like if you're eating soft things as a kid, your teeth kind of just like I don't know. Google it, guys. I, I just this is what I heard. So uh it's pretty interesting uh study i'm not right. very
1: knowledgeable about that kind of stuff so well, yeah I, so
0: i mean when i had when i had braces man it, it was like the most fucking painful thing i didn't have invisalign like you bro i mean i had oh my I shit had, was painful bro it was it well was, dude, you didn't have they didn't glue like metal fucking spikes onto each one of your teeth oh dude and, i couldn't and, have done then, that i couldn't <laughs> have done that you remember like, braces back in the day as, how they were
1: as like ocd or whatever is it is that i am whatever the fuck it is i am like and then this was only four months this was only four months of having those damn buttons on my teeth dude and i'm whacking them off with a fucking you know <laughs> metal
0: true, file in a, in a,
1: each, in a before fuck.
0: back in the day each brace have you had to like get a thing like a a fucking pendant on each tooth and then they had. oh no like, yeah i remember now yeah i, remember not then, I dude, know exactly I, what you're everybody talking had about. A, everybody had them when we were kids so it was like kind of like a cool thing like i, I felt like as a kid uh, well, cool I knew that. Thing? Well, I knew that I was gonna get my fucked up teeth like fixed. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So it was. Just did like, you have to have uh, the headgear? I didn't have the headgear, but I did have like rubber bands that you had to like oh. attach from one part to another, uh, right? And it's so. Did crazy you ever slice your tongue on the all rubber the time, band? man? All the time. So you would <clears throat> get this. Well, not on the rubber band. Uh, it's on the fucking metal parts that are glued to your fucking teeth. You know what well, I mean? So that too. And,
1: but I mean, like, I would have sliced them on everything. I, uh... Yeah, but
0: see, here's here's the thing. Like, I, I, it's as a kid, you're just like used to like change. You know, like I remember they would. Be like, all you right. adapt
1: a lot better as a child.
0: <laughs> They're like, all right, what color rubber bands do you want this time? Like, you know, what I mean, like it's some sort of special fucking thing, like <laughs> do you want purple or do you want black or do you want yellow? You know what I mean? And then I, I remember as a kid actually getting enjoyment out of like selecting the color because finally you had a choice, man. Like you, as a kid, you have like no fucking choices. You're like, let me just <laughs> choose this just rubber color. band color, rubber band color, man. Holy shit. I got to make my own decisions. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> you know um, but the day they pulled him off man it was like they literally took a wrench and then just like every single one you know I mean I just felt this like freedom man it was so oh, like yeah. you know I mean I'm like oh I'm like a, I'm like because I had them on when I was kind of like a kid still and then when I was like a teenager this was like my fucking coming out party man the day that I could fucking take off my braces you know what I mean it's like geez dude after four fucking you know. years <laughs> holy but, but here's shit. the thing though Many shredded tongues, shredded lip. I mean, there's like this uh, gum, gummy like gel or whatever wax that you put on over it. So, you know, oh, yeah, I remember. I was, I'd seen
1: that before when I
0: was, yeah. Mm, But here's the thing I also used to feel like chicks with braces when I was a teenager was kind of hot for some reason. Like, you you know, I mean, I distinctly remember thinking that. I don't know if you you ever felt that way, but I mean, that that was no, no, I always thought
1: as a like, a, a problem, a stage,
0: like a or like or
1: a, 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 a possibility to harm me, like if I'm kissing them, or I, that, a, that was
0: that was a, a fearful thing. I was like, if I had braces and this chick has braces, and if we're making out, they might get stuck together. You're like maybe it was like together, the, the danger of it that attracted me. <laughs>
1: well, that I understand. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. So. Cactus mouth, come here. <laughs> Let's cactus ourselves together. But,
0: getting haircuts in other countries always sucks man like it always sucks man like one time i uh you know i was in shanghai and i was getting a haircut and you know if you if you look at asians from asia and asians here asian americans we have very different style of haircuts man Like yes, you, you know, yes. right
1: and uh
0: <clears throat> you know one time like you know i was like all right i don't want to look like these pop star guys just give me a standard cut i i, I would i, I actually the, the buzz cut clips aren't different than uh like in budapest but you know at the end this guy was like using some like perm device like to kind of curl my fucking i don't have very long hair like you, you know what i mean oh and okay like... i had to stop him man i'm like oh bro what are you doing dude like i've never Curling ever had, your hair i've never ever had anybody try to like do any of that kind of stuff to my hair my haircuts are like 15 minutes max right you know you sit down you know me too (laughs) that's it right so maybe they're just trying to fuck with you because you're a different they know that you're a florider you you know what i mean they're like you know what this guy looks like he needs a perm like if i didn't stop him i'd be like walk out of there with a jerry curl you you know what i mean oh
1: my god dude
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah man i mean i'm glad you're back bro you you know i'm glad you're back oh the other
1: thing is the, the the glasses my other glasses um
0: Hey, you they, them, they were man. just so
1: beat they were so beat up like here they are um and uh you know i mean look at the check out the difference here okay actually look i think i look older with these on what do you think let me see
0: let me see the other one again i'm just so used to these ones because you've had them for so I know, long right right yeah. i mean you know it's about the it, it, they're about the same because you used to have I'm these just, i look
1: older either way fuck you <laughs> <laughs>
0: My bad, my bad you look way younger you look <laughs> 10 years kidding, younger bro. in these in i don't these glasses, give a right? shit you
1: know, i don't give a shit but no the your problem like was... your pops
0: though you're starting to look like your your pops with uh with with these glasses a little bit more right it's because yeah, you i'm did... okay with
1: that um you know they were just getting cracks along here um and then the the scratches on the on the lenses were so bad um i'm okay i, I was okay <laughs> watching for a while because i got dude i got floaters you know from like the sun burning into my pupils and iris from not wearing sunglasses enough being out in the sun either playing oh, volleyball or, or fishing when i was younger mm-hmm. um but um so yeah if i have like a clear wall white wall and i look at it there's like all kinds of dots and smears and whatever and so with these on top of that it just got to where i was like okay this is, this is a bit too much you know so um but these yeah, actually had before these <laughs> i just went back to them and they're nice and clear and, and
0: well it's that's good to know
1: because like if they if, if they were blurry they'd be like shit i need some worse classes but they're good <laughs> still nice and focused and everything so they haven't gotten
0: worse in the last six years that's good that's good man that's good my uh but but yeah man i i mean you are starting to look like your pops man and uh you did v- go back and visit recently right
1: yeah yeah dude um How was
0: that? he's that
1: dude is, has such a routine. Like, um, even after he dies, his body's going to keep doing the same thing every day. <laughs> like he gets up, has his morning walk and then he has his you know breakfast. And then, um, yeah, there we are. He, he, he saw this dog that I had made in this, uh, you know, kind of a copper color and it matches the, the roof, the roof that he just got on his house. That's why I'm pointing it. I'm pointing at the roof, not at his head. Um, <laughs> and uh it, it actually matches the the color of his roof nice, so nice he, he um, like that one huh he doesn't ask for anything these days you know what i mean like
0: uh well it'll fuck up the routine man like- one of the
1: one of the few things that he had ever asked for so that's what i gave him for his birthday and then he was like i i asked for this i'm like yeah yeah i did yeah you did <laughs> but that's you know his mind is just slowly getting you know the memory is getting worse and worse um yeah, we went out and hit a couple of spots. Uh my dad, uh that's right there next to the old Dustin Elementary School where I went to school, uh, elementary school from like fourth grade to
0: sixth grade. Nice, man. Nice. It's it's basically still the same. Do you feel that way when you go back? No.
1: Oh my God, no, dude. That that's how bad. that that um school has just uh I would say quadrupled in size of the building as well as the land. Oh, okay. Uh, New football field, all these other baseball fields and stuff. The playground goes on forever. The building expanded. Um, yeah, when I was here,
0: it was a it was a little bitty school. Um, That's cool, man. Um, dude, oh, I also saw this video of uh, taking the kids out to skate, man. How cool is that, man?
1: Yeah, dude. Um, they they're doing pretty damn good. Um, like you know, three months ago is when they first started. That's in Budapest,
0: um, right? Nice.
1: Yeah, in Budapest uh and uh this is actually at Pedlo. um one of those guys i think put a comment on the guest it was and was like yep that's if you know uh if you've been to Pedlo before that's that's it
0: um okay it's interesting man if you just take a look at it it's like it could be like anywhere in america man like you know what i mean like just at the skate park right and, you know what i mean it looks pretty sick there's palm trees in the background right <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, the one over in, in Budapest, unfortunately, uh, whoever was in charge of the uh, the landscaping—don't get me wrong—it looks nice, but these trees that are all over the place—they drop these little fucking berries that <laughs> stick to the damn concrete, uh-huh. and they're just big enough that if you try to go over it with a skateboard, it's like. And just stops you dead your tracks. <laughs> yeah, But worst nightmare, man. this actually allowed me to earn some respect from, from a lot of the locals um, because I would get out there and they, they had like a, a broom and a little dustpan that they had kind of hidden in this one spot. And I would just get that thing out and I would just, you know, clean up all the damn berries. Cause uh, you know, both my kids are there getting use out of it. I might as well do something, you know? <laughs> Yeah. i'm oh. not gonna try to get back to skateboarding dude
0: i yeah you know it's one of those things uh, that i always wish i was like good at like but my parents mm-hmm. wouldn't buy me the uh the cool ones they're like oh you want to skateboard okay cool and they went to you know when i was like 13 they went to toys r us and got me the 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 really wide one the toy one you know you know what i mean that <laughs> like, i'm like oh man i brought it out to my friends and i'm like Okay, I'm not this is definitely not cool. <laughs> These guys don't think you, you know I mean this isn't one that you can make your own axle and wheels and everything customize it, you know what I mean So I never really got the opportunity to uh, you know by the time I was a little bit older, I felt like long longboarding ones in and when I was in college, I was like, you know what I think I'm just gonna walk, man. like it, it, so I never really got around to skateboarding, although I really like kind of wanted to as a kid, you know but oh I- dude, we
1: built a uh, a wooden half pipe in our front yard. I mean, you know, we just built a house and everything in Destin. And so we had, you know, all this knowledge of how to build shit. So my brother and I built the damn half pipe. And luckily I was, I was not very good at skateboarding. <laughs> and I say, I say that because if I was better, I probably would have wrecked my body completely. You know, cause that's all you're doing. You're just wrecking your body. I'm there watching my kids, but I'm also watching these other kids there and they're just slamming the holy hell out of their body for a video. You know, because they got their buddy going next to him, you know, with the with the camera or whatever, filming them, you know, so they can get on Instagram or TikTok. Or...
0: Well, if you think about it, remember back in the day, like those Jackass videos started off as skate videos, actually, you know, CK, like Y2K or whatever like that. They had like these skateboarding videos. And then those guys from Jackass would do like kind of like stunts, like uh, just like these ridiculous stunts and hurt, hurt themselves. But like all those guys like Bam and all those guys they can't. Yeah, that's that right. Whole... They were they were uh, based, they were skateboarders. They were skateboarders right? Yeah, you know what I mean, so and it's crazy because back then there was just a video that just got made copies and people passed around. There wasn't like <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you know couldn't I mean? share or do a live stream of yourself or actually would, doing were, the trick, you know, they were on public access television, like some some of that stuff, you, you know what I mean? So it was just like, really, I don't know, it's so crazy. You can just upload a video so easily to TikTok, And now, like hundreds of thousands of people like see you know, you eat shit. Basically, right? So, so I'm glad not, that
1: wasn't around when I was a kid. It was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't imagine, know if I would have done anything.
0: Trying to get attention. <laughs> like, as a kid. like, dude, I
1: don't want to do anything. Someone's going to film it and like fucking put it up. Okay. <laughs> just want to, just want to chill and not be filmed or whatever. Oh, you know what? Before we go any further. Um, oh yeah. Behind me here. Uh, for those of you who are just listening, um, I got this uh, four foot by six foot stencil that I cut yesterday of Skid Row General Jeff is what his uh, Instagram is. And uh, this guy was, um, he used to be a, um, a hip hop uh, singer back in the day. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know, I guess it was, yeah, back in the 80s or so. Um, like Ice Cube knows him, all the, all the, the big guys know who he is and everything. Yeah. And then he kind of decided to turn away from that and started focusing on working on the homeless situation and see what he can do to help the homeless situation in Skid Row. And, uh, so he, uh, was just, you know, that's why they called, they call him Skid Row General Jeff. Um, and, uh, unfortunately he passed away last week. Um, and, uh, I think he was what, 53 years old. Um, and, uh, so I, uh, hey, here's was asked by, uh, our friend wildlife, um there he is yeah um He's also in the background. To, uh, you know if i wanted to, to do anything for this i was like uh, of course so we're gonna head down there um this thursday at uh four o'clock in the afternoon at the corner of winston and los angeles uh i've actually hit this building quite a few times <laughs> uh so as everyone else um and it currently has some uh some bubble letters on it right now, but we're going to, um, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a little, um, mural right there. This is going to be part of it. Wildlife's going to do some type, uh, to go with it. Um, and, uh, it's just, yeah, a little bit of bum to see him go. Uh, he had heart problems. Um, and, uh, he was in the hospital and just was not doing well. And so they finally decided to take him off of uh, life support. And, um, you know, it's, uh, bummer to see him go so at you know at such a young age when he was doing such good things there's a um, picture
0: of uh general jeff and uh dr dre man so yeah he was in that makes i mean he work.
1: was yeah. yeah he was he was one of the top guys um rest in peace man. so yeah um for i just had to but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah thursday so uh it's
0: also a, a prodigy's birthday man i know you also did that that uh oh, a stencil yeah. of prodigy man so rest in peace prodigy as well too today um yeah. but yeah just oh, okay let's bring it back like since we're on the art subject man i wanted to give you just a big kudos on your new concept of uh the baseball man um <laughs> <and> i, I <laughs> Thank love you. it because like uh like i said the the concept is just like it's an outside thing it's like one you know, I mean, who knows? You could be walking around, the baseball can comes back in the face. You know, what I mean, that's the street, man. You know, so I feel like it's just like a great addition to like you know your your whole message, and it's just like got that classic Americana vibe too, man. And this one you drew a uh, uh, Babe Ruth, man, and I know this was probably like the first of many to come in this series. So, well, uh, you
1: know, I, it it started off because you know I've I've, I've always loved baseball, I played when I was younger, and um, you know my son plays now, and I, I love watching a good game. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I wanted to try to challenge myself with something and, and I thought about it and I was like, you know, I wonder if, uh, if anyone's ever done any portraits on, on actual baseballs, you know, because people collect baseball cards and you've had all kinds of people do, um, collaborations, uh, like Gregory Siff actually did a collaboration with, with Topps, um, baseball cards. Topps is like one of the best. Um, and so basically he would take the baseball card and just, you know, add his, uh, his touch to it. Um, but, uh, I looked around and I could not find anything that had, um, you know, uh, portraits actually done on the baseball. Now there's, you can have any kind of portrait you want done printed on the the cover and then they just, you know, put the thing together. You know, you can send in pictures of yourself. They actually, I saw a portrait of, of Abraham Lincoln, on, on a baseball and I hadn't even seen any uh, portraits of any baseball players on baseballs yeah <laughs> like not even printed on there
0: I tell you so, they, it like, it's a great concept man you know I mean I hadn't seen it either man so when I saw it, you know we need to like, talk
1: to uh, David Oliver and well, see
0: uh, Oliver, uh, yeah, yeah well yeah I visited, him. I visited him actually when um when these past few weeks you know we've been gone guys like you know we're trying to put up shows as much as possible but so we apologize but you know, we got.
1: I know we don't. We don't apologize. <laughs> you know, for those Quite of you who who would like to know, we we actually have a new concept now. We used to do two shows a week, and so pandemic, now, right? yep, yeah, uh, now we've decided. You know what? Um, let's just do one. Let's just take it nice and easy and chill. Because one of the things that I was a little concerned about was the second show of the night. Um, you know, wasn't coming into it as fresh as the first one. You know. And uh, we usually talk about a little bit of something before the show, and you know, there's really nothing to talk about after the, <laughs> the first show, so just like make up some shit or whatever. And it's like, okay, that that was actually a, a, a one of these little bit, little things that kind of bothered me. You know, a silly, stupid, silly little thing that kind of bothered me. But you know, yeah. on top of that, it uh, it kind of allows us not to, um, you know, it, it just give more attention and more focus to to one artist you know what and i mean and not to have to worry up. about the different time slots or if we have the right one on the right time slot whatever it's yeah
0: yeah and also just to catch up with each other man sometimes i mean yeah we did catch up a little bit but i just feel like it's like now we're we're, we're just trying to have a little bit more hang out before the the artist comes on or you know just so it's a little bit more chill and i think the length of the content we're still going to have like two hours or so, but anyways, going back to, uh, visiting Dave Oliveri, man, who, uh, if you haven't checked out his episode, it was, uh, uh, real cool. Cause I started learning about the world of, you know, baseball cards and like, just like sports cards collecting and, you know, all that like p- PSA graded and all that kind of, uh, information. So he actually opened up his own store in like an actual fucking store with a storefront in Georgia, like, you know, right. So he, he actually has his own store now called Dave sports cards. Um, and uh, it was great. He had like a big opening <clears throat> day. And then I think, you know, they just sold a bunch of inventory and, you know, Dave grades them, is able to grade them himself too. So it's just, uh, it's people were, kids were just going in there and then like opening up packs of cards. And I just really understood like the <laughs> culture of like, you know, how much happiness it brings to people. Right. So, um, but uh, it was cool. First of all, I hadn't been to Georgia and explored Georgia. Whenever I went to Georgia, it was kind of just like, <clears throat> all right, let me just stay downtown. I'll go to Olympic Park. I'm only here for a day. Like I went to the Coke Museum before, right? You get to try all the different flavors.
1: Coca-Cola.
0: Yes, Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> a, lot of the, a lot of the museums are closed right now because uh, uh, of COVID still, you know. But, um, but anyways, this time I actually just went to visit... Uh, um, I spent the first night in downtown proper Atlanta. Right. And I went to a hip hop club <clears throat> and it was super cool, man. I just wanted Atlanta's like that. One of the meccas for like just hip hop in general. Right. Um, oh, man, they got a lot of music clubs. Yeah. So, I mean, it was cool. I like, went to a lot of downtown clubs. I can't remember the the, the name of the club that I went to. But, um, you know, I always just want to check out what the DJs spinning and stuff like that. Right. Just so, so I can familiarize myself with the, the local scene. And uh, you know, spent a good night. I definitely was the uh, only uh, Asian person in the entire club. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but uh, <And> that's okay. <coughs> yeah, that's but it, it was just the. It didn't really click for me until I went to go visit area of Roswell, which Dave's shop is in. That the next day, it was all white people. Man, it was so segregated that it was just like <laughs> it, it was just like the first night. I couldn't find a single white person. The next next day everybody was white you, you know I mean, it's like the segregation i thought in los angeles was bad but it's like no man it's like i mean as an asian person i'm walking around i have no skin in the game you know, you know what i mean but i'm just very very noticing this like whoa this is like crazy man so uh you know well, dude like-
1: I, I lived there for about a year uh back in
0: 1997. in atlanta um yeah oh, i lived in atlanta?
1: buckhead uh, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, Buckhead yeah, that, Crossing apartment. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's where that's where uh, I stayed actually when I was in downtown proper. Basically, you, you know what I mean. Buckhead, it's like a swanky, nice area. Um, oh yeah, it looks like L.A. Actually, if, if you hip,
1: hip area with hip yeah, that, clubs and like, stuff like that. That's like
0: my style of place, man. Like you know what I mean. Like where I could stay at, man. Like you know, dude, I, I was like...
1: I was a scout in the model search in Model Search America during that time. <laughs> I was living like a freaking king. It was crazy. We figured out with as much money as we spent on the apartment we stayed in. And as much time as we were actually in town, because that year I was on the road 315 days. Yeah. I was on the road 315 days. We could have stayed at the Waldorf Astoria uh, penthouse suite every day that we were actually in Atlanta and spent less money than we would have <laughs> on the apartment we were staying in.
0: Oh my God, dude. So you're just that. Just, uh, but I got uh, to, yeah, or... I
1: know Atlanta pretty well.
0: I okay, played so, volleyball okay, there. You... And so, yeah. OK, so, um, dude, so, you know, my thing was I was like, you know, I'm going to do some local <clears throat> stuff this time. You know, every single time I just do some tourist stuff like I'm just like, dude. And uh, so I just hung out, ate some amazing food. But I wanted to uh, <clears throat> also visit this one spot because nobody ever fucking talks about this spot. And uh, they should talk about it because it's like quite an interesting piece of history. So um, I went to Stone Mountain. Have you ever heard of Stone Mountain?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, right? I've been to so, Stone Mountain before. Actually, yeah, climbed yeah. it and saw the laser show they show on the side oh, of it.
0: Oh, okay. So I didn't see the laser show because I had to go to Dave's opening, right? But the crazy thing is that uh, you know I've been there so many times, and nobody advertises Stone Mountain because it's like what it is is it's the biggest rock formation, like I don't know, in North America or something. Just one solid piece of rock, <clears throat> and then you know you Food. can do, you can like do a just. Yeah, let's say. I mean, you, you can do a hike on the other side of it. And, yeah, that's um, what I did. When wo- I, I, I all the top, it's not that big. I mean, it's not like a you know massive walk or anything. It's. I mean, it's it's a pretty good walk, man. It's it's like a it's like a pretty good angle, like you know. Well, I was I,
1: mean, I was a lot younger, so maybe. It's... I mean, yeah, I could I, I <laughs> like, do I anything like, at that time.
0: <laughs> I wasn't like super dead, but uh, you, you know, I, I didn't realize. Like actually, I thought we had to just walk to go see this uh, this uh, carving. And then by the time I had already walked like and I realized I'm like, oh, shit, I'm walking up the other side. It was too late to walk back down and look at it from there. So I walked <laughs> all the way. to the- <laughs> I walked all the way to the top and I took the little like uh, buggy car, the tram car all the way down. And then on the other side, there's a carving of like Robert E. Lee and his fucking army, man. So it's like quite controversial, yeah. man. And oh, it's, like, yeah. It's it's actually like an amazing piece of like carving, actually, right? Yeah, but, no, uh,
1: it's it's a um, yeah. I mean, execution level is is top of the line. I mean, especially on the side of a fucking rock. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Not even a mountain,
0: rock. Exactly, like, man. Don't man, fuck man. up. Let me see when this was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stone <laughs> Mountain, uh, wiki. Let me let me see when this was made. Um. Probably.
1: Hmm. what year
0: 19 completed in 1972 okay oh
1: it's a lot later than i would have guessed yeah yeah okay
0: so that's Yikes. yikes exact is exactly what i what i thought right and then i don't know look let's just take a look at mount rushmore right mount rushmore um year I was like in the 30s or 1927. something. 1927. Like <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So I'm just saying that this isn't that. <laughs> okay. And I don't know if you know actually the person who built Mount Rushmore, his name is uh Gutsen Borgium, basically. This guy is a fucking KKK member, man. Yeah.
1: I know. I was going to say that. I, yeah. I know. You know that. what I
0: mean? And it's just like, ah. Uh... America has such a checkered past, man. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's really kind of just like all you can say to that. You're like, dude, man. Just like, part of
1: critical race theory. I mean, is <laughs> or no? I don't really. No, I, I don't. mean, like,
0: I don't really. It's I, like the January
1: sixth thing that didn't happen. It's
0: such a buzzword right now that they call <laughs> critical race theory. You know, what I mean, it's like. Uh, uh, but like, I'm just saying, like, yes, yeah, the universities, but dude, man, it's also social media, man. Like, and they can't stop people from spouting their opinions on social media. So, you know, anytime you ban somebody from learning something and thinking it's going to like stop dude, it's just like horrible idea. Like, you know, I mean, that that's just my take, right? So, uh, um but anyways, back to Atlanta. Um like it's just realized like man, in the West Coast, like it's just different, man. Like over there it's like that's like real segregation, man. It's like don't come over here. Like we won't go over there. Like you know what I mean? And then it's just like oh it was, uh, anyways, in Roswell. We, uh, going back to baseball. Oh yeah, Dave. We were, uh, we were, we were just uh, eating at a restaurant, and all of a sudden the uh, Dave starts freaking out, and he's like, "Dude, it's Chipper Jones, man! Holy shit, it's Chipper Jones!" <laughs> I know who I that mean, is. And this guy's like Hall of Famer, basically too. Yeah, played
1: on the Atlanta Braves. He was actually right? so, my, I mean, my parents. My parents used to watch the Braves all the time because it was on TBS which was one of the only four channels that were on TV. (laughs) And so they're playing the Atlanta Braves because Ted Turner owned the Braves and he owned, you know, TBS. And so we became Braves fans actually went and saw them in person a couple of times. Sorry. You were saying,
0: no, I mean, I love baseball, man. And that's awesome. That's exactly what I mean. It's just like, there's not much to do out there. I mean, for Christ's sake, I'm going to a fucking mountain to look at a Robert E. Lee carving, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's just not much to do, man. It looks and, cool. And they, Were you there at
1: night when they did the laser
0: show on it? No, I, I couldn't. I couldn't stay for the laser show. But I thought it's kind of funny that they're doing a laser show, like, on the mountain in front of Robert E. Lee. Like, to me, that's just like... I, I remember seeing it.
1: And it actually looked really cool If you don't, if you didn't know the, you know, the whole story behind all the participants but who it was but it actually looked cool the, the laser show did look cool pull it up right here and then
0: um, the thing guys on horses you know like riding along <laughs> oh okay it's like that I thought it, it was, okay let me just pull it up right
1: here I forgot what like how they what kind of presentation went with it or what yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, it, gonna, I don't gonna, I remember uh, anything it said there you go See? So it's just the uh, it's lasers like basically outlining the, the statue, or the, I'm sorry. While they,
0: while they the, sing um, Christian hymns.
1: <laughs> that, <laughs> that would be a bas-relief, uh, actually, oh, okay. is what that is. <coughs> a ba- that kind of sculpture.
0: I don't know. It's just like, it seems like it's some like Confederate sympathizer shit, dude. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like It is. Yeah, yeah, right. So, Robert I mean, E. Lee,
1: dude. I mean, you know, that was the South and they wanted slavery and uh, that was one of the things they were fighting about.
0: Oh, dude, yeah, check man. this out. <laughs> You're talking oh, about Dave nice. and everything. Nice.
1: Um, I have some guitars gonna...
0: cars that Dave gave you, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm not going to open
0: this. You're going to save it. Yeah,
1: I'm just going to leave them like this nice for like
0: years, yeah, maybe even yeah. decades. <clears throat> exactly, exactly. Just this one pack. Okay. I was thinking about buying a UFC 2009 rookie pack. And here's the thing, because you can actually buy it off eBay, the rookie pack from 2009. Right now it's worth $300. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Whoa. Okay. So I don't know how much they bought it back in 2009, but for sure it wasn't $300 for the pack. And the crazy thing no. is that people will pay $300 for that pack because you might pull out a fucking Dana White rookie card or a Joe Rogan rookie card that's worth $1,000 yeah. inside that pack. You know what I mean? Wow. So, like, uh, I, 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 I'm I, starting to understand the whole, <clears throat> the whole like, trading card thing, man. But, uh, you know, everybody's getting into these uh, NFT things, man. And actually, I got a little bit of a education on this too, man. Um, oh, really? Of, have you heard of Bored Ape Yacht Club? I'm sorry, what? <clears throat> have you heard of Bored Ape Yacht Club? Board no. Ape. Yacht Club. <clears throat> so obviously you haven't heard of it.
1: <laughs> so no, I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck you're saying. Board? Like is in your board? Yeah,
0: like your... board ape yacht club. Okay. Oh yeah. So basically the if you've seen been watching on, on the internet, there's these monkeys that have been popping around. Okay. So what what happened is that there's only a thousand of these like tokens okay that are uh basically memberships to the board ape yacht club now each one of these tokens comes along with a monkey basically okay (laughs) okay each one of these so everybody has one assigned token okay (laughs) and then there's only like a thousand of them or something like that and then so now for some reason a lot of celebrities just jumped on then they thought this art think of an art piece When there's, it's like you made a print and then it's like a thousand, one of a thousand basically. And why this is like kind of like special is the utilities, they call utilities, the perks that come along with being an owner of this NFT. Okay. So since there's the ledger of who. Uh, you know Snoop Dogg owns like a bunch of these board of yacht clubs like a bunch of celebrities <laughs> own like a a lot of these basically. I think uh, I... our buddy Avery andon owns one actually okay of course uh, yeah you know that that, guy, that guy's the money man dude. He knows exactly what to do. I'm sure there's
1: some of of you know uh, of Alec uh
0: no, it doesn't work like that it doesn't it's not like it's this guy. it's no they're they I mean you can say it's him, but it's because you've owned it you you know what I mean. So be, being like a uh, member of this board ape yacht club, they give you like clothing, and there's special events that you go to. Now, but everything
1: things, is board ape yacht.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> basically. Right. You know, now it's an exclusive club that people who have clout they want to like get inside this club because the people actually inside this club meet together. And it's like some like Illuminati meeting almost. Oh like, my you, god! You know what I mean? So a special is- club. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, man the special club is the fucking paint the town podcast club, man. We have the same exact shit, dude. Okay. And then we're not gonna, you know, you know what I mean? We have cool artists, man. And then like, you know, you can also be, you know, a patron of this show by joining Patreon, man. And you're, it's going to a good cause of going back into events that we do, man. So I just want to plug our Patreon real quick, man. But, um, but yeah, man, I just got a little, started learning a little bit about that and, it's really all about the perks, man. It's all about the perks, I think, it uh, that kind of, like, draw people to these NFTs. because Everybody wants to be an exclusive club, right? It's like a country club. Like, now it's Well, dude, like, you know, it's
1: an ingenious idea, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Um, we'll you're do investing it, man. in something, and you're getting to be a part of a, you know,
0: a cool club. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the NFT world, man. Um, uh, let me see here. What else? Well, oh, I actually... Uh, i see our guests in the waiting room actually and uh you know i'm real excited because like you know we had truth on um a little bit ago and uh you know it's just good to bring her back because like she was talking about this movie that she was gonna uh write Mm -hmm. or you know what i mean and i actually went and saw it and um you know i I thought it was great actually and i just wanted to bring her back because she's like an old friend that you know we want to catch up with her and see how she's doing, so I'm gonna bring her in. Dance, dance.
1: Put on your red shoes and dance
0: the blues. Hi, Shirk. How you doing?
2: Hi, good. How are
0: you guys? hell yeah. It worked. Much better now. <laughs> so we were just talking For those about- of you who can't
1: or yeah. are just listening, uh, Truth is a uh, beautiful young lady and with a great smile and just great energy. So that's why I said I'm I'm doing much better now because if you're just watching before and you just had the, the old man here and, and James over there, uh, you know, Jet Lee going on, yeah, not as fun to look at, but now you got a beautiful young lady with us Who's a sweetheart as well so it's doing great how are you doing
2: thank you it's so nice to see you i haven't seen you in so long oh,
1: man. i've been busy man
2: yeah
1: he's been busy i'm sure you have
0: too
2: i mean me too i feel like i just want to like my head wants to explode
0: <laughs> I've, you know last time we had you on was before the pandemic and every before everything so we were actually in the same yeah. room and uh we were doing the podcast mostly that way but you know everybody's busy and everybody's like used to Zoom now, and the quality is like just as good, I think, and it's a little bit easier for everybody. So I was like, you know what, let's just do it over Zoom. But you know, um, we definitely miss having. Plus, well, so it makes be- it
1: easier, you know, for not in their studio for them to you know show some work that they've done or whatever. And that's true. You know, a lot of times people don't like you you coming around and being in their stuff, especially graffiti artists. You know what I mean? They're like, man, stay out of my <laughs> shit. Yeah. You know. Oh,
2: I will say one thing though. Uh, at nighttime, my cat likes to come in here and like meow while I'm sitting on Zoom.
0: So. Oh,
1: don't worry about it. My dog, or our dog over here, Grace, yeah. is so old that she she loses her mind at the, the smallest little thing. You can ask James. I think almost every single fucking podcast you can hear. Well,
2: it'll be barking and like, a cat meowing now.
1: <laughs> we, were, we were interviewing Robert um, Weiland. Okay, oh. do you know who Weiland is? The the whale guy that's done like yeah, over a hundred yeah. whale walls. Um, we were interviewing right in the middle of interviewing him, and then just Grace, he was just going off, ruff, 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 and I just keep thinking, okay, she's gonna any second she'll stop, and, he, and it just was one of those where it was like a elongated one. I'm sitting there going, God, please let the dog stop. Just
0: God. <laughs> oh, some yeah, wild so stuff. Please. If you look oh, wow. at your screen,
1: that's um, he's a legend. I mean, this guy is amazing, and plus he's doing all kinds of
0: all around the world uh, so.
1: programs for, to you know, to help the sea out and, and whales and stuff. So, um, but enough about him. Um, I saw your, uh, your little, uh, movie that oh. you, you sent me the link for. And, um, I love the story. The story is a great story. I love how you did like the little, the, the way you presented it in the media, you know, like should
0: we, should we play the trailer just for everybody? Yeah, let's play the trailer, First, yeah, let's play the trailer yeah. because I feel like everybody will be, um, Alright, here we go.
1: Dude's like, he was gonna say
0: something.
2: (laughs) Thank you. You look. Why? Thank you.
1: Beth, she's like this amazing artist.
2: So you're together or?
1: No, no, not at all.
2: We just have a thing. Calling me Nugget and stop bringing me to parties where I don't know anybody besides me. Yeah, but maybe that's the problem. You don't know anyone besides me. Beth, you have to meet people. Why does it matter what I think? What am I to you?
0: Yeah. Dude, how awesome is that? And how. You uh, let me tell you something. You look so good on the camera, like loves you, man. Like you know what I mean? Like seriously, like uh anyways, that's just my uh, as my, I was mentioning
1: in the video. No, but uh yeah,
0: the like cat uh, eats her,
2: her time. Hold on. Nice. One. Yeah
1: <laughs> her cat just bombed the
2: uh just like humble yourself, Sam. Humble yourself.
1: <laughs> um I think what James is talking about also is you're a really good actor. Um, it, the, the, camera captures your, um, your emotions and your, uh, your movements very well. So you know what you're doing. You've obviously done this before. Um, I'm guessing. Yes, I have. Okay. See, well, I can't help it. My <laughs> wife, I just got through being in Budapest, being, watching a ton of acting and everything and analyzing all this shit. So I'm on top i feel like i'm on top of my game right now
2: in it You're but, in the thing yeah
1: um so yeah i love the writing love the way i did all the spraying of like the yeah. um like the texts back and forth i thought that was really cool um the only thing i didn't like was the guy i think oh. you can do oh. better like than
2: construct well that's the point you gotta take I, the lesson away i mean i want to give away the whole movie because it's playing this saturday at the lemley no but like That's the whole point. Like, we want to hate him, but like we cast so Daniel David Stewart plays Brian, that's the guy's name, Brian, right? It's always a Brian. And like we cast him because he wasn't what I wrote on the page. He's like the complete opposite of what I wrote on the page. And Daniel is just such a good actor. But he has this like goofy sweetness to him that I, that like our director Tammy Minoff knew we needed. So we didn't even audition him. We just cast him. Nice. And nice.
1: It like worked.
0: You know, I, 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 just, I just want to read this little blurb that you well, have. Oh,
1: to- wait, wait. Let me finish making yeah. okay, my point. Um, when it comes to stuff like this, you're always going to have different opinions. Totally. Um, and I can see how a lot of people would um, appreciate it for that. I think it's, my, my take is because I was just jealous because <laughs> I'm like, you can do better than this guy. You're, you're acting job I mean, job he, you and I better. have had
2: conversations in your truck when we're putting up art about dudes. And you're like, why are you doing this to yourself? Why are you doing okay. this to yourself? When it comes to, to, to
1: acting, you yeah. are a uh, much better actor than he is. Oh,
2: wow. Oh, my I'm God. that's fired. Wow. Thank you for saying that. We won't tell
1: Daniel you said that, but. Uh, no, I, <laughs> I hope you're not listening, Daniel, but you're, he's, he's good. I'm sure he's he, good he for stuff, but um, I can see this being even better than it is with uh, a different, um, a different type, you know, a different type person there um, that maybe uh, draws you in a little bit more um, into liking him before you start not liking him. Mm, you know what okay, I mean? I, what mean. Mm-hmm. I thought
0: you were I thought you meant like Beth, he's too good for you badly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no. that's what I was cracking up, man. Like, That's what I thought I, I totally I say like, that. Yeah, but no, I mean, that's not what I meant. I mean, to be honest, I felt like um when I saw the movie I went with uh our, my dude Cyrus who uh you know shout out to Cyrus. We had a great Cyrus time. the
1: clown
2: I was a so happy man. to see you both there that was a crazy night i'm so glad you were we just wanted there. to
0: sneak in real quick because i had gotten back early from uh uh europe and i was like dude i was gonna go to this show um if i wanted to, if it was here and now that i'm here we should just go man so he's like i'll go with you so um when it was was ex- that? What, what night was that uh it was, it was it was like a month ago or so on, let me pull out my calendar. what she's that busy she's like huh? um i don't
2: know I don't you know it's kind of no no october was in, the craziest month in. of my life i think i was gone for half of it and then like we were in three festivals in la at the same time that weekend wow. okay that was saturday october 2nd oh wow yeah
0: so, so yeah so yeah no it was cool because i'd never really been to like a music i mean uh film festival or just understood anything of that nature you know what i mean so um you know I expected I was like oh man there's four films it's gonna be like four hours like (laughs) you know at first I was I just didn't understand like you know but now I I realize I'm like oh whenever you see one of those little like birdie wing kind of like fig branch things like that's just like a showing of the uh movie and it's like hey I participated in this in this uh oh do you
2: mean like how I keep making those posts with the little uh yeah yeah I, I always Mm-hmm. those are called laurels
0: laurels so, okay yeah i'm glad we found the word for it yeah but yeah. you know the the when the movie comes out in, in theaters by that time sometimes you see them like flash like 20 laurels and it's because it's kind of like been in the film festival circuit <clears throat> for like a while before it's actually like kind of like being distributed into the public exactly. right so uh it just gave me a better understanding of the like the distribution channels of like um, movies and things like that too you, you know So, um, but but yeah, like I said, I I felt like... How has the reception of it been?
2: Really good. Really good. Like, watching it with an audience is insane because everybody always laughs on the slaps. The slaps. They get the biggest laughs, which is hilarious because I didn't write it to be funny. Um, But it's like... I don't know. It always laughs. Uh, it's been really good. We won the audience award at Dallas at the Topaz film festival in Dallas, which was awesome. And then we got nice. rest of that in Arizona, which was also really cool. So it's doing really well. Yeah. yeah that's
0: awesome. Thank I, you. I, I felt yeah. like it was so cool because like <clears throat> we had spoke to you on uh, the podcast before and you were kind of coming up with concepts and thinking of like what to write and, you know at the end of the day like you kind of incorporated your whole art aspect into this I mean uh is this actually I want to ask you like is this like kind of like based on a true story (laughs) in a sense like would would you say so
2: Oh, for sure. So when we like the actual, it's based on a true event that happened in my life, and it did oh. happen on Halloween. Which when okay, I okay, it's it,
1: me. All right, James, it's just me. Yeah, tell teach, them it's okay.
2: Teach, okay, <laughs> everybody knows it's Teach. Um, no, like it's it's based on an actual event that happened on a Halloween night. I didn't. Want
0: Halloween to write just it on passed. A Halloween yeah.
2: Night. No, it was Halloween twenty fifteen.
0: No, I mean, just saying. For uh-huh. it's perfect because I was like watching this again, yeah. and it was like. Halloween I was watching it actually on Halloween Day, you know what I mean, and I was like, I was like, dude, this is so cool, like I can imagine having this happening like anywhere in America. Basically, this story is being, like, happening like tonight, where like some chick gets brought to like a party by a dude, like, you, you know what I mean? And like this, this scenario happens, man. So I'm uh, sure
2: that happened the other night. I'm sure it happened. Was it Saturday night? Everyone was celebrating Halloween. Yeah, I'm sure that did happen. But I have a poem that I've been putting out in the streets for a, a long time, and I wrote it based off one of those pieces. Oh, for the event. Okay. That was one of those pieces. And then the art really came into it because um, my director, Tammy Minoff and our other producer, David Fickus, they were really like, Sam, you should bring the art into this. Like it was based off a poem. Beth really needs something for herself to like grow as a person, this character to like fill out the story, to make it a beginning, a middle and an end. So they really pushed me to bring that in. And I was like, okay, okay, we'll do it. Like, let's do it. We'll do it. And um, it was actually really funny when we went out and painted that. And we were supposed to have more footage of me and Daniel, but we shot this February 2020. And then we went into lockdown. Mm. So then that's when we pivoted to a lot more texting conversations and we brought this spray paint element thanks to Tammy be- to tie in the art she thought it would be fun so like our other editor hand drew all of our fucking graphics like all of those emojis everything is hand drawn oh wow guys right uh huh oh yeah I'm Wow. Sure major props a- to that he did dude a fabulous job
0: holy so cool shit because it was like man. how it came is just like the-, the text pops up and it's just like really like I said, it's just very modern, you know what I mean? Because it's like, how do you express like text messages going through? And I just thought the way that you did it was like really, really excellent. And I love that last shot of you when you're spraying like in front and it's kind of like, you know, the closing scene. Right. And it was, I was just like, it's just so you. And I love that you were able to kind of like put your personality into like this film, you, you know, and uh, I'm sure it's only one side of you. You know, what I mean, but that's why I was I had to ask you. I'm like, dude, this has I felt so real, you, you know?
2: Yeah, it was heavily, I mean, it was based on a personal experience. Uh, I scribbled the first draft when I was still working at Rocco Sports Bar and then like put it to the side and we went back and edited it. I mean, I edited it, like workshop the whole thing in acting class with Tammy year like in 2018, the end of 2018. That was kind of like I had been doing teach. You taught me how to make street art like June of 2018. And then, like I was doing this, and then Tammy was watching me do all of the truth stuff and put the art out, and she was like, "Well, let's keep working on this too." And then it just came full circle, and it's a special little movie that I'm like really grateful actually got done. Do you hear my cat?
0: Oh man, yeah, You definitely do hear a cat. <laughs> but hey, he's he's happy it he got done too. You know, you know yeah. I,
1: mean? I think it works. It works beautifully. You know, I, I really like how it's included in there and, and the way it works in. It's great stuff
2: thank
0: you so i mean and like go what's, the, what's the uh uh like you know i'm just very interested in just the whole <laughs> it's okay
1: it's
0: okay oh don't worry we're just gonna talk right over it um <laughs> you know i'm just interested because as i'm watching teach he's been in budapest with uh, uh his lady making the movie and um you know you're kind of like in this next phase where you're promoting it basically right i mean like <clears throat> is this kind of like the standard route of how people go they make like a short and then like hopefully it gets turned into something longer. Or what's like kind of like uh, the plan, I guess, uh, you, know, you know, I mean, once you have a film completed.
2: I mean, I think it it varies for every person. It's a it's a different journey for every person. Like my friend Tammy, who directed this one, she made a feature film and this is her first short film. So she went backwards. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know? But like it worked, and where I'm really grateful because like we didn't have a first time director leading the charge on this. So like I wrote it and acted in it, and also produced. And I was like grateful to have a producing partner, and also not a first time director. And our yeah. cinematographer was great, and had worked with Tammy on her feature. So like you could do that. My goal that now helps is, a lot, man. It oh my god, it so does, especially when you're on a limited amount of time and like everything costs money and then you're on a budget.
1: So what kind of camera do you use?
2: Uh, An an Ari Alexa mini. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's nice. Our cinematographer. I have to throw her name out. Chloe Weaver. He's really great. I've gotten really good at like dropping all the names.
1: It's very important. (laughs) They appreciate that too. You know, it makes all the difference sometimes.
2: Um, I think my goal is to write a feature now. So that's the, that's the next step. And then uh, raise the money for that.
0: Here's your, uh, well the uh there she is.
1: Oh yeah, there she is. Chloe Weaver, cinematographer. You. Very good job, Chloe. Great
2: job.
1: Um so my my wife, I was just telling James uh this past weekend I was gonna go hang out for the UFC fights, but um my wife just got a bunch of work dumped on her because um now that she was able to go to you know Budapest during uh you know uh pandemic and actually get all the footage that they went there to get and pretty much within budget and time
2: that's incredible
1: uh <laughs> and they were you know they were able to see the dailies they were very impressed with that so they're like okay um you know what else what else do you have and of course she had like a you know, portfolio of different things that uh she was kind of working on writing And so now she's working on writing um not one but two other projects wow. um one of which could end up being like a mini series for tv um which is you know that would be great uh and then the other one uh, another another movie um and then she's got uh, two other possible um movies coming up as well um so my point is uh you know before you go passing around what you've written, um, you know, let me know and let me uh, get in front of the wife if you'd like. And um, she might be able to, you know, get it going herself by the time, you know, it's done.
0: It just seems like so much work. When yeah. I, I really admire all you, you guys like awesome. doing all this film stuff. man.
1: Oh, dude, it is a ton of work. It's yeah. so My wife important. works harder than anybody that I know.
2: And you and, don't, there are, there are no regular hours, no schedules. And then you don't get paid for all of the work that you're doing because you're doing it for yourself. And there's just so much to do. And like the, we have the, you have the finished product of the movie, but you're still going, you don't know the work and the conversations and the phone calls and the arguments and the, ah, that got us here.
0: <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so cool, I mean, it, it,
1: the hardest part of my wife's movie is, is done the filming, but, um, you know, the, 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 the editing, going to be a motherfucker too everyone's going to want to have their say and uh that's where it gets kind of sketchy also you know i'm yeah, sorry I mean, james what are you going to say
0: well I, I was just saying just um I, from a music perspective I, I i mean i understand it too but in music you a lot of times i mean uh there is collaborations but it's like you kind of have control over a lot of times if you're the producer of the project you know what i mean and i'm sure it's like that in film but like you know when you're doing these big projects that involve so many people and everybody want, like wants to get their screen time or their angle in you know it just like seems like so much work and like i said i really admire that i mean just talk about, i would like to get your both of your opinions on you know the most recent current event stuff man i mean like on the film of like a set of like rust you, you know what i mean like um yikes right you, you know what i mean like something like that happening i mean like um I don't, I just, what do you guys think? I mean, teach, like, it's crazy, right? Well,
1: it's, um, I don't understand why you have to have such real items on a fake, you know, place where you're making fake things. You know what I mean? Like, why does the gun have to be real? You know, why I mean, do the blanks to, have to be real? It doesn't, to- it, it doesn't need to be that way. You know what I mean? I think something like this, when something like this happens on the, on, the, on the set of Rust should motivate people to change that. You know, like people are wanting to be all, you know, uh, go by custom, the customs of, of how film is done. You know, in the old west, you have to have the right sound or otherwise it's not going to, you know what? Is it worth a life? You know, is it worth a fucking human life? We can't have a sound mixer that's talented enough to edit in the sound. No, it's bullshit. It's just all ways of trying to keep things like, you know, like the union. You know, you got to have the union and the way people work with the union and everything. And it's like, okay, well, this particular part right here needs to fucking change.
2: Well, we don't need this. Yeah. Go ahead, Sam. We don't need real weapons on a set. We can fix it in post. And also we can't just have real weapons hanging out by themselves on a set. Like there's just no need for it. And you should check if. I mean there shouldn't be real weapons in general but if there is like why were all the rounds not checked ahead of time before mm. handing it to an actor
0: Yeah and you
1: know It was a new person that was on you know uh, the other person I think had walked off because of safety issues with firearms um so yeah it I don't know like- how much more needs to happen before this changes but is that what you're answer you're looking for james
0: no i just wanted to hear i mean people who have been uh at least on a movie i've never been on a movie set so i have like no idea like what the hell like
1: actually I, you know my wife's first movie a beautiful now mm-hmm. um was about a girl that you know blew her head off in the in the bathroom supposedly um and spoiler her, alert. <laughs> um well supposedly and and you know it, okay. it, it you yeah, still famous. don't know exactly what's going on with that film sure. Um, but they had a real gun, you know, and it had blanks in it and she did not feel good about the girl even just holding it up to her head. Right. You know what I mean? That scared the shit out of my wife. She just had her sit it on her lap. Like that's, that was, that was enough to scare my wife. Just having an actor there holding the gun, just sitting in her lap that she was just, terrified of that so i can't imagine you know
0: pointing at people and firing also, it, it seems like i mean if there were live rounds on there it seems like somebody was like oh yeah this is a gun i'm gonna uh you know it's old school cowboy gun let, let me show you how it's used we'll shoot it off in the desert but we'll also use it as a prop it seems like something that type of situation was going on if there was live <laughs> rounds on there right but also i wanted to bring up like you know when we visited, we did the Lydia Emily uh, interview. Her husband does props for Hollywood, right? And then these huge, mm-hmm. like, you know, starship troopers, kind of like machine guns or whatever. He made them all out of styrofoam and they're super intricate and they look super cool. You-, you know what I mean? And I was just thinking like, yeah, I mean, you can just have it's probably more expensive to pay this master to make a fucking revolver that looks like that. You know what I mean? But it's like for the safety of everybody and for the mental health of all the people like around like it's just probably better not to have a fucking like you know real gun on a cowboy set like just in case somebody gets trigger happy you know and um, it just also means like a lot to me too because like uh, Brandon Lee was like also the other person same thing right I mean to be honest like when I go back and watch The Crow it was it was like pretty bad movie in my opinion man like you you know what I mean but Um, so you could tell the budget was like super low you know i mean the makeup was cool there's some cool cinematography but i mean it seems like it's just like when you have low budget everybody's cutting corners i mean like you should have somebody trained specifically to handle the firearms and you shouldn't have this person also doing the uh the sound check and also doing like something then they're kind of like because this is such a dangerous thing you know you would want an expert um to to do that so you know me being like just like completely outside of that world it just seems like uh like i said why do we need to have real guns on on when we there's a guy that can just design out of styrofoam you you know what i mean so that was very uh and i think like man it's crazy the the rumors flying around of like what happened right so we really don't know like until that full investigation but uh you know uh, mr baldwin must you know feel horrible you, you know what i mean but I don't know. Anyways, I, like well, I mean, it's
1: it, I would say it's, um, you know, partially his fault for being a part of it.
0: You mean, you know what uh, I mean? The, the low budget, basically.
1: For being a part of that crew, for being a part of that film, for being a part of that production.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, he, you know, he's partially responsible for that. Everyone. I feel like everyone that is a part of that <laughs> sure i'm not laughing at what i'm saying i'm just watching <clears throat> cat, just Truth's up. <laughs> cat uh, <laughs> photo bomber but um yeah i think everyone holds some responsibility uh if you're going to be a part of a production like that like everyone it's everyone a little bit of everyone's fault that that lady died you know and that the the director got hurt really bad uh it's more the the gun handler's fault more that person's fault than anyone but if you're going to be a part of that. Then my feeling is it's partially your fault too, you know. And I think that's what Alan Alec Baldwin, you know, felt. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, it wasn't yeah. technically his fault. Like he was handed a gun, and, and they said it was a you know cold gun, um, which means you know he should he-, sh- he should be able to shoot that thing. But because you're part of a production that has something that could possibly go wrong, my my opinion is partially your fault.
0: I mean, I don't I don't think. <clears throat> it'll be hard to justify and rationalize to yourself oh well he said it was a cold gun i mean you know what I mean? and then just like not have, feel any sort of like No, guilt there's no sure. way you know what i mean it's <laughs> yeah. like you have to be I a don't little think a, human a sociopath brain. in order yeah. to pull that
1: fucking shit off genuinely you know what yeah, i mean there's yeah, no exactly, way
0: man so uh, but anyways i mean um yeah it's just crazy you know i feel like people put themselves in through i mean just a lot you of got crazy- a question
1: for you truth you said you did a little bit of acting before which was Obvious to me, either that, either that or you're just a fucking natural. Um, but uh, what? when did uh, when did you do acting before? What was well,
2: the- I moved to L.A. to be an actor when yeah, I was exactly. 17 years old.
0: Where from? Where'd you move from?
2: Harlingen, yeah.
0: Texas. <sighs> you're on this coast.
2: Yeah, it's a little <laughs> tiny town at the bottom of Texas.
0: Yeah, just a recap, <laughs> you know, we've had on before. You can always go listen to those episodes, but, you know, we're recapping for the new people um but yeah you know I I felt like just like your acting was great though like you know you didn't seem like a first time what kind
1: of things did you do before like when you were out here how old were you
2: um well I started off doing a lot of like student films and then I went to college and then in the middle of college I did this I don't know if you guys like b horror movies but there's one called area 407 about these people who like crash a plane And they fall into this like government area and there are monsters that chase them around.
1: Love the way it's government area. Oh yeah. There it
2: is. Yep. That's the movie.
0: The survivors of an airplane crash find themselves within the borders of a government testing area and pursued by predators.
2: Yeah. So I was one of the leads of that. It was a found footage movie. So it's us running around with little camera and I screamed a lot in it.
1: (laughs) Nice. And I'm sorry. How old were you at that time of that movie?
2: I think I was 20 yeah I was 20 at that time and then I uh you know I did a little bit more independent film finished my degree and then I kind of had my like fuck around time where I did whatever it was I was doing which was working in bars and partying pretty much and uh wrote a lot and then I uh, here I am <laughs>
0: so, I mean do you- that's
2: like that's the reader's digest version of my time in Los that's Angeles. the cliff
1: notes right there, there that's know, yeah. uh
0: well, well yeah. you missed the part of that. Uh, you know, you started doing street art, but we covered that in the last uh, <laughs> in the last episode. Yeah, but, um,
1: yeah. well, you know, my, one of the things I'm sorry, go ahead. Truth.
2: Oh, I was going to say my street art when I started doing that, that was like when I finally started to take myself seriously as an artist again.
0: Mm.
2: When all that started happening, I was coming. I was like finally like realizing that I couldn't keep partying and doing all the crap I was doing. And I had to grow up and like actually take myself seriously.
0: Have you been putting up uh, little pieces of paper around the street still or has that kind of calmed down a little bit?
2: It calmed down a little bit, but I started doing it again a couple of weeks ago because I have a whole series that's based off of this movie now.
0: Nice. Yeah.
2: So I put up some stickers while I was in uh, Arizona, Dallas, and I did a pit stop in New York. So I put some up around there, too. So I need to do L.A. now. So, yeah,
0: I feel like. uh, Get on it, girl.
2: I know. I did kind of slow down. There is a lot of stuff happening.
0: Oh, for sure. Dude, that's how you know what uh, yeah.
1: some people need to understand that you know, um, <laughs> you know, artists that are that are very you know prolific in the streets, um, that that doesn't always go on just year round. You know, three sixty five and just keep going and going. I mean. Right. Yeah, you, you got to take some time off. You got to have, you know, a little bit of the artist's life do other things, you know, increase, you know, increase your palate and everything.
2: (laughs) Well, that's definitely been a lesson.
1: Increase your palate, whatever you want to call it. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Some party time. No, that's been a lesson in the last couple of years too. Like not getting frustrated that I can't do everything at the same time and having to understand that like you have seasons of life. So maybe this season you're going heavy on the street art. Maybe this season you're writing, working on scripts. Like I can't expect myself to do all of it because that's just impossible. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And well, it's also- it may not be impossible, but you're going to burn yourself out. You know, well, and why do yeah. that? You know, enjoy right. and try to enjoy as much as you can what you're doing, you know?
2: Well, also, you have to be a regular person because that feeds the art. Because I I didn't, I, I definitely felt like I was at a point where I was just putting up art, putting up art, putting up art. And that's all I was doing. And I wasn't actually like living a life that I could write about.
1: You know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That makes perfect them. sense right there, man. If all you do is one thing, you know, especially for artists, maybe it works for some artists, but probably very few that they're gonna feel, you know, fulfilled from that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: feeling accomplished. You know, most artists, you know, you gotta ebb and flow, you gotta try different things and and give yourself time to chill and uh, you know, and do not when I came back from Budapest. <laughs> I thought I was going to hit the ground running and start posting up all the stuff that I did over there and just boom, boom, boom. Then jet lag started kicking my ass. And then I was just like, you know what? I just realized I'm like, man, I'm, I'm looking at this, like, uh, not enjoyably, Mm -hmm. you know, like, God, I got to get on fucking Instagram and put this fucking post up. And I'm like, you know what? You've been busting ass and stressing out like a motherfucker over in Budapest. And you haven't gotten really good sleep in a long time. So, Take some time off. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of is going to happen, Keith? You got a little FOMA going on, as they call it these days. You know, the okay. fear of missing out. Yep. Um, you know, I could take a, a good amount of time off, come back and do a piece, and, and still be, you know, <laughs> relevant. So um, it was nice to take like f- a full month of taking naps in the afternoon, like a couple sometimes <laughs> during the day. It's you funny. know, I can't That's remember the last time I. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, it absolutely is. is, you know, for someone like me and the M- M- kids going man. on.
0: Like you know what I mean? But like,
1: I was able to, you know, still taking them to school and picking them up at school. I've actually been spending more time with my kids nowadays, um, since Budapest, you know. Uh, they realized that I am actually fucking cool dad. because um, when we were there, I took them to the skate park pretty much almost every single day that I wasn't working on something on the film. And now, you know, it's like after school, they're in <clears throat> I am grateful for this, by the way, that they want to go and, and go to the skate park and get exercise and do something because otherwise they'd just be sitting on the fucking ipad watching youtube or or yeah. uh, tick tock or some bullshit like that you know so um yeah it's it's nice to take some time off and do different things um as an artist <clears throat> it may be a, a little valley but it'll take you up to a higher peak the next mm-hmm. time you go climbing
2: All right and like each that. experience builds on the next one yeah so if you allow yourself to kind of walk away and then come back and explore let it sink different.
1: in. You're right. You know, let it know, it let, let the amazing thing that you've been doing let it sink in a little bit.
2: Yeah. You know, instead and of being like, so
1: I gotta get to the next step. Hold on. <laughs> Which
2: is not fun because again, that's how you burn out.
1: Yeah, but you know, I mean I can understand that because I came from you know the east coast and in Florida and raised in a military family, you're just like fucking go, 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 you bust your ass, you just get a routine whatever you need to do to just get as much accomplished as possible but actually coming to california really helped me like i came out here because i was trying to play volleyball (laughs) luckily it wasn't that good but just that in itself those guys playing volleyball are like dude you need to slow down (laughs) it's a beautiful day look at this you're at the beach man (laughs) girls are over there no one's in a hurry it's not going anywhere Okay,
0: slow down it's the early 90s right there's like <laughs>
1: yeah no it was actually the late 90s Late early, 90s? uh okay. is uh 1999 is when i came out here
0: okay okay that was a different time but yeah
1: dude, dude for all you artists out there you know who are who've just been busting ass trying to you know accomplish something lately and maybe you're not where exactly you want to be um chill out a little bit you know give yourself some time and um you know let you let, let some things sink
0: in yeah appreciate the, the
2: work that you have done
0: Teach how yeah. old were you when you first put up uh when teacher began dude um 41 41 man it's that's crazy to think because that's such a big part of your identity mm-hmm. if not your identity like completely aside oh, from being a father and it's like that <laughs> whole like all these like experiences really didn't like it's formed together to become teacher until you were 41. <laughs> you know, when I, like, yeah. that's what, that's what I'm I mean, I've
1: been an artist all my life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. From, since I could do anything. And when I got out here, I was like, you know, I, I used to airbrush t shirts back in the tourist area where I'm from. So I know how to do bubble letters. So I could probably do some badass bubble letters on the street, you know, right? But I just could not come up with anything. You know, <laughs> I needed to chill. I needed to try something different. And, uh, you know, luckily I was able to um not having a family or kids or anything up until I was, you know, 38 years old. That helped a ton too. It was oh man, selfish I, enough I, to give myself plenty of time to notice what kind of things I was going through and, and and to develop and to let myself go through, you know, running out of money several times and living in different places. Um you know i've I've done so many different things at, at, and all those things you know just like uh truth you know it really helps to make up uh who you are and what kind of story you can tell
0: yeah i l- i love it just because oh. like for for truth i mean like your story like i said it's just like it, it's it's very authentic like you, the movie even though you're, you're acting as like a character you know i mean it's still like so like real like you know what i mean Thank and you. it's like when we were like doing the last podcast, it was like you're in a sense, you're still like developing this like persona and idea still and to actually see it out. It's like a finished piece of work. Like you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just like such a it's just it's-
1: proud parents, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Daddy's not happy with you. We're laying on
0: thing because you know what? It's just like we, I'm sure, like the amount of just like you said, the stress and everything, and uh, to, to put something out like that and to finish it too. Like, you know, how many people like they start off with an idea, it's like a seed and then it grows little, and then like, oh, you water it, and then you, you know, it never gets finished, you, you know what I mean? And for you to be able to like want to maybe turn this into something bigger, it's just like it's just super dope, well, especially something
1: like this. Most people don't understand how much. Time and effort and perseverance it takes to go from point A to point Z and just making a, a, a you know a short film right. um, so do you have any ideas of what you want to write on next?
2: Oh well, there's one that I've been working on for a while that I still haven't gotten. like I don't think I'm ready to tell that story quite yet, okay. so that one's on the back burner, but I'm working on something that's based off the short nice. oh. But it's okay. not going to be the, the the relationship that you think it's going to be.
1: Can like, I ask you when you, when you were experiencing <laughs> that little smile? has got me kind of uh, curious here. <laughs>
2: What's she going to write about? I don't know.
0: <laughs> when you were the, uh, the the
1: other story, I'm sorry, James. The other story you're talking about that you feel like you're not ready to write yet. Is there like something that maybe you could do to? maybe put yourself like is there a vacation you need to go on is there somewhere you need to go visit is there some kind of activity you could do that might maybe put you in that
2: I've done that a couple times well I think the scary part is it's three different generations so it's like um, a daughter parents grandparents and everyone comes into the same household at the same time and I just don't want to do any of the characters uh I don't want to like basically I don't want to fuck it up like I want every character to feel like a full-formed person and right now the only character that is and the characters that are alive are the 20-somethings so maybe I need to go spend more time with my parents maybe I need to spend some time with my grandparents I don't know what it is but there's just something that's not clicking yet and I just
0: yeah. you'll oh, figure
1: it out when I'll how to figure. put yourself in that spot
2: Exactly,
1: but that's, so, all, right. it that's right. all it is that's all it is just putting yourself in a spot that's going to trigger that next part of the story exactly
2: This
0: the creative process is like so cool to like listen to you talk about it because like um uh, i'm always searching for that it's like kind of like where can you find this inspiration like you know what i mean like you have like kind of like an idea of exactly what you want to do but let's face it people come up with great ideas all the time <laughs> you know I mean? and then like great ideas they need to have follow through and you got to push through this entire thing if you actually want to release it. And it's a piece of your work. Like whenever, uh, you you know, I'm working on music, it's like that too. Right. So it's just like, it's great to hear you guys talk about that. Um, but I want to ask you, so when you're talking about, it's kind of like a real story. One of the coolest, like, I feel like just like things that stuck out in this movie was like the cat ears and the makeup, man. Okay. So when you're going through this in like real life, I just wanted to know like what costume were you wearing?
2: (laughs) Okay, so our costume designer was also our production designer. Her name is Daviel Shai, and we wanted to hire her as just our production designer. So we sent her the script, and then she calls me and Tammy back, and she was like, can I design the costumes too? And we were like, what, you want to design Halloween costumes for everyone and design the entire Halloween party? she was like, yeah, and I want to make them from scratch. And we were oh, like, wow. okay. <laughs> So she made all our costumes.
1: Wow. So cool. Cheers to her, man. Holy She's awesome. She's very talented.
0: Yeah, Thank you. So we
2: kind of just let her run with it. She said that she wanted Beth's cat to look a little bit more artsy. So I I think I bought jeans and a black bodysuit. That's what I was supposed to buy. And then she made the ears. She made that little vest thing. And she was like, I'm making the costume the way I think that Beth would make it because Beth would sit there and she would make it because she's an artsy chick. And we were like, great. And then Sarah Sawyer's costume, the other cat, like she's the cute little sexy girl that Brian likes. So hers had to be like your basic Halloween cat costume, obviously. So that one was, you know, a lot easier to make because you can just find those pieces at the store. But yep. There's Sarah and there's
0: Daniel. Yeah, so I mean, so wait, would this happen to you in real life? Because it's kind of based off a true story, right? Were you actually mm-hmm. dressed in a cat outfit? I'm, I'm not, I'm was. Just, oh my God, that's he awesome.
2: <laughs> he was not dressed as a fireman, though, but I was okay, dressed as okay. a cat. I okay. wrote the fireman because I thought that would be funny. And it's like, oh, no, it's great. It's, OK, it's good. Great. Like yeah, a couple's I, I costume that. that he wouldn't recognize as a couple's costume, right? <laughs> sorry, y'all. Boys are stupid. <laughs> I said boys.
0: It's all right. I'm, you know, we are stupid. It's okay though. Like yeah. sometimes <laughs>
1: Teach,
0: teachers are mad. Like you know, what I mean, like that's different. But yeah, no, we're definitely not kidding.
1: But no, most I'm, of the time, sometimes
0: <laughs> so, <clears throat> when you took them to film at um, the uh, your your kind of like a uh, graffiti street art shots. You know what I mean? It was so where where, where did you take them to film?
2: Um, we went to Santee Public Gallery in Santee ah, Alley.
0: There you go. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, We're well, psyched ones area, man. You yes, know what? Exactly. I was just saying, I was just like, I went down there. I was like, damn, dude, this area. Don't come out here at night, man. It's well, fucking- I
2: have a story from oh, okay. that day.
0: Oh, no. Nice. So,
2: yeah, we shot that. So I wrote a new poem for the the movie. So that okay. one I wrote just for the film. I haven't put it in the street or anything. It's at the end of the movie. Please don't pull like the image one. of it. I want you to like see the. I want people to see the
0: movie. See
1: them. Don't pull it up, James. Don't, don't pull it pull
2: up.
0: It up. Don't,
2: sh- I won't. <laughs> <laughs> don't pull it up. Um, okay. So that day, it was March of 2021. So March of this year. And it was just me, Tammy and Chloe. The three of us went out there. Yeah, that was really dumb. I should have oh, asked someone no. to, to me. I know it was so stupid. Like, I don't know why I did that, but I did that. <sighs>
1: please continue. Uh,
2: so Chloe met up with us there and she has a very expensive camera and like a very expensive gear. And she had like her whole setup. Nothing gets stolen. It's okay. Don't worry. Nothing gets stolen. Okay. All right. Like Cause I'm already starting to get an ulcer. Yeah.
1: I can already feel fear in the ulcer here from stressing uh, on this.
2: It's okay. We were okay. But like she had her study cam gear, everything. And it was like the three of us, Tammy's tinier than I am and Chloe I mean we're, wi- we're women like we're three women out there by ourselves we're trying to shoot stuff and I'm trying to paint and we drive in and there's a whole crew that was painting and I was like oh no oh no why did I no I was like we're not you know what we're gonna go to the other side of Sandy Public Gallery it's gonna be fine like you're gonna go to the little corner and I actually got to paint the first wall I ever painted in my life is that same wall So that was like a nice little full circle moment too. We were fine. Everything was good. Everything was good until a homeless man spotted us because it's right off Santee Alley, like across the street. And he he just gunned it over to us. He was interested. He wanted to know what the girls were doing. So we had to pile in the car, drive around in a circle, come back, And then that shot where I'm painting, I wanted it to have another layer to look more like a neon sign. Like it was going to look even prettier. I had a whole thing going, but we had just enough time where we got out of the car. I did street style, like really, really fast. Chloe got what she got. And then we piled in the car and ran again.
0: (sighs) That's awesome. That's You know what? Oh boy, there's always one cool little story because like that shot was perfect, man. I'll tell you right now, you know, and there's
1: no way would have known that you had to like, you know, (laughs) rush that or had gotten you know haggled by the the street. The
2: heart we did nicely and that that was fine. Like we had our time, so Chloe got those nice shots. But when we did that circle around, I turned to Chloe and I was like, This is gonna be like for real. Like this is gonna be what it's actually like. So please just follow me. (laughs) And she was like, Okay.
0: That's so cool, man. I love I love that story because, like I said, it was just the uh, film was just so authentic, like, you know what I mean? And like, it's, I just really felt like this couldn't happen like anywhere USA, like, you know, and, uh, you know, it's just cool like that, man. And I got to go to my first film festival, man. So <laughs> I was like, I, OK, so they're not an hour long. i got a long. question
1: for you. Truth. Have you been doing any meditation? No, Keith, I've been failing on the meditation lately, <laughs> to
2: be quite honest. Uh no, I have not. And I have noticed that I need it. Cause the-
1: <laughs> Hey, you know, it's it's easier to say you're gonna get it done than actually doing it. You know what I mean? That's no,
2: would have been it's, smart uh, as if I had done it today and then I could have just been like, yeah, I'm doing it all the time, Teach, doing it all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: you what? also know that I can't lie.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're the yeah.
0: You know, wow. I've been thinking about this. Meditation's kind of like a it's like a strong word a lot of times, you know what I mean? And I, was, I did a, a somebody else's podcast, Mitchell's podcast, and he asked me a question. It's like, how do you get into your flow state, actually? And I felt like that was so like such an interesting question, because like it can be anything that, you know, me- it doesn't particularly say meditation. You think of, you know, lotus position you know, hum, like that kind of stuff, but that's not meditation for everybody. Meditation doesn't ha- could be like your eyes open too, right? You know, everybody has their like kind of like ritual that they get into to get into their flow state. So I I just thought that was like a cool like alternate alternate like uh, y- you know what I mean like kind of like way to think about meditation too. Y- you know, so well,
1: uh, well in think, the way that I showed uh, yeah. I showed truth the transcendental meditation which oh, is the so simplest I mean. of them all. You know what I mean? Mm. You can just sit anywhere you know as long as you're not you know laying your head back or laying down as long as you're sitting up straight eyes you can like once you get really good at you can actually sit there with your eyes open but you know easiest part is just sit there with your eyes closed for 20 minutes you got a one-word mantra that you think of and then you just you know you try not to think of anything and then you find yourself thinking of something you go back to that one word mantra and that's it for 20 minutes you know what I mean and um yeah, you know, it's, it's made a huge difference for me, man. I can't tell you where I would be or what I would be doing right now if I hadn't uh, had uh, meditating to really relieve a ton of stress that I was causing on myself.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. You know what I've been doing? Um, I've been <clears throat> now for like the 15th week in a row because I've been... The push-ups? Doing, well, I've been doing the push-ups too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, so every single morning, basically, this is like my routine. I... Uh, I was like, "Don't fucking talk to me. Don't fucking do anything." After I put on my contacts and uh, uh, brush my teeth, I'm on my journal. I've read three pages of yes. just like you empty out morning pages. Mind. Morning pages. Julia Cameron. Oh my yep, god. the right. artist
2: way. Yes, sir. Okay, Indeed.
0: Right, right here. This book. Oh, look, look at right you here. guys. Oh my goodness. Am I gonna vomit
2: here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't been doing my morning pages for a while. You
0: you, got to do it. Okay. Because honestly, this has changed my mind, changed my life. And the reason why I started the push-ups is because I actually started just doing it regularly. I was like, well, I'm already committed to like this, like half hour to myself, just kind of like just emptying my thoughts onto a page. And I, I don't necessarily always have three pages, but I'll just sit there until I write three pages, you know? And the cool thing is like, after a little while, I was like, I'm already committed to this time to myself. I was like, dude, I I feel a little like stressed out after sometimes. So I'm just like, dude, I can just do some push-ups to kind of relieve stress. So I started off at 25 when I was in Europe, and every single day I just incremented uh 5 more. And now I've been doing 100 push-ups for many weeks already. And wow. uh, I, the last time we talked, I was like doing sets of 33, 33, 33. But now my progress is I can do 50 Twice in a row, you know what I'm saying? Ooh. So it's like these small increments that I've just been, dude. And it's all because of really the morning good. pages, man. It's you don't need to own. do more than
1: that. You don't do more yeah, than that because it comes a point where you do too much and Injury you start. Yourself. Yeah, exactly. You don't need, yeah. need to do more than that, bro.
0: I just figure I'm like if I'm a four hundred pushups every morning. <laughs> but even even the buffest guy, like a hundred pushups in a row, is still like a challenge. Dude, you, you know what I mean? That is absolutely. If you uh, can do a hundred. Push-ups or for over forty push-ups, you have like uh, a lower chance of getting heart disease and all that stuff. So I was just like, dude, this is even in jail you can do push-ups, man. Like, (laughs) yeah. So that's just a habit I've started. And dude, I highly recommend the morning page. I feel like it's awesome that you've been doing that. It's just so simple, right? Just journaling three pages, but it'll straight up like change your life, man. Like, I don't know what's
1: going on in your life, dude. You know what I mean? Like, if you have uh, a wife and kids which in especially twins, there's factors that become like out of your control.
0: The book talks <laughs> about this.
2: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's she does. Because... Julia Cameron talks about this in her book. And she says that everything you write, you write down every day. And if there's something that pops up over and over and over, those are the areas that like you need to focus on or whatever.
0: I just and loved that... it because like I didn't know about this book. And my one of my music production partners said, hey, I want to do this book. Can you want to want to do it with me? And I was like, sure. And to be honest, like I, I went consistent twelve weeks, didn't stop. I think he stopped. <laughs> you know what I mean? But
2: good for but, you for making it through. It's really hard to make it through all. I mean,
0: weeks. this is one for me. I'm just I only skipped morning pages one day because I was super hungover from partying, and after that, I did not. I felt like shit because I was like, dude, I'm such a bitch. I can't even write fucking three pages, like. <sighs> I'm very hard on myself, man. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, all right, I'm not going to let I'm not going to let myself bitch at myself all fucking day again, dude. So I'm just like not going to skip it. So but my thing you're right, though, teach like the time that involves, like if I have friends crash on my place for a party, I was like, dude, don't fucking talk to me until I finish my fucking morning pages, man. Okay, because once I do some shit that I really, really don't want to do in the morning, I'm like, dude, I can be in my flow state. And I'm like, I've already accomplished like a lot And uh, now whatever you throw at me, I'm like, all right, well, I already did 100 push ups today. So that was way tougher than whatever I need to fucking deal with, like right at this moment, you know, so I don't know it's it's part of
1: taking care of yourself, the better care you take of yourself, the better care you can take of
0: everything
2: around you, because if you can't take care of yourself first, how do you expect to help anybody else? You got to help you first.
0: Yeah. And also the crazy thing is like I went through the whole book and I'm one of these people that if I like if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this fucking cover to cover dude so i didn't read until the actual ve- i'm a psycho like that yeah <laughs> but i love at that the very, very i understand very end, that <laughs> and the very, very Nothing wrong with it, Nothing the wrong appendix with it at all. page uh she just briefly mentions like she talks about these directors that she used to work with that had these blocks and then at the very very like appendix not even part of the book she's like oh by the way uh, my, ex-hus- my ex-husband was Martin Scorsese and the artist, the director I was talking about that was blocked was Steven Spielberg. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just like, wait, what? Whoa. <laughs> it changed my whole thing. I was just like, no wonder this chick is like badass. It, 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 it badass. You, you know what I mean? So anyways, I mean, I've already t- I've been talking about this book a lot. I don't you know, you know what I mean? It's just changed m- my life. No, you know? I will I really back you it. up.
2: I've done it twice. It's great. <laughs> I did it twice. again in 2020 with a group of people. Um, it, it it was great both times I think the first time I did it was like the best thing I'd ever done and it was really hard Um, I learned a lot about myself in the process and I'm really grateful to it so if anyone's interested about in the artist's way I recommend finding a group and doing it you
0: can go on Facebook look up groups they're yeah, always that's, groups. that's a good idea yeah for me it was just like it was like so many like I would think like oh I'm too old uh, giving myself so many excuses and then it's like this book was literally just like Hey bitch, like I already have the fucking like answer to all your doubts, and it just laid it out so perfectly. <laughs> yeah, this is how I talk to myself teach. <laughs> in my mind. You know, you know like, makes oh, sense I- to me, man. No problem there. I mean,
2: my brain is very similar, so yeah, I me too. You. <laughs> yeah.
0: Thank God, you know. I'm mean, not, not alone, like, You know bitch what? It's all you are. are. You a
1: little pity party. All you a little pity parties you need huh? Oh. <laughs>
0: Yeah, seriously, you're going to cry about it. you you're fucking going to cry. Seriously, I just sit there and suck your fucking thumb, dude. Like, I'll say that shit to myself. Like, I can't even stop. You know what I mean? But hey, this is actually a uh, uh example of synchronicity that I'm talking about the book. And then actually, like you're talking about the book, which is something that she talks about a lot, like synchronicity, how it's kind of like sometimes you need to jump and the net will appear like, you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It seems like really manifesting scary. Yeah, Big part of it. You know what I mean? Because it's like if you don't take those actions and you're just kind of like stuck on this ledge a lot of times, you know what I mean? But anyways, man, I see how passionate I am about it because it's like it's just so it's all good stuff.
2: Do you want a weird synchronicity, James? Yes. Okay. So The first time I did the book was right before I started putting my art in the streets, like literally right before, because I was <laughs> in a horrible rut. I was in a horrible rut. I didn't feel like I was good at anything or I wasn't making headway in any facet of my career. And like I said, I was a good writer, but I wasn't, you know, putting anything out and I liked to do this. So then I just gave myself the challenge one night because I'd been doing my pages and working with a group and doing my pages. I sat down and I like wrote a ton of my first poems. And then because she's always like jump in the net will appear. You think you get like a crazy idea. It might not be that crazy. And like this, the street art was kind of my crazy idea. Like I never thought that I could do that. I'd seen it and I kind of talked about it with some friends and they all thought I was insane because they didn't (laughs) understand it. And then I just started doing it and then the net appeared and I was like, what is happening? But I love it.
0: Yeah, it's so awesome. You know, and I think what I love about this podcast, too, is this really like built a community of just like people reaching out to each other, whether it's just a follow and you start liking people's photos. But at least I just felt like it's like, hey, like. You know, through this, like, randomness of street art and uh, these voices on the street, like, we can actually all have a place where we can congregate together and, you know, have meetups and, uh, you know, parties. So next time, hey, we got to give you some of our uh, go spray paint, too, because, um, uh, you know, like I said, next time we have an event or something like that, we can, uh, uh, because, you know, we started our own brand and, uh, you know, who knows what this is going to grow into, basically. There it is
2: y'all that's well
0: this is this is that's your sticker
2: but still you you, i mean you've been talking about this project for so long (laughs) this is amazing i get to see it
0: (laughs) yeah so definitely next time you come out we've got to give uh um some paint to you man but uh you know well shoot man this has been uh uh it's been pretty much an hour already man so that uh, went
2: by really fast
0: yeah so okay so where can they see this film
2: Yes. Okay. so it's called Spell It Out in Neon and it is playing this Saturday, November 6th at 8 p.m. at the Lemley NoHo7. You can follow us on social media at Spell It Out in Neon on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, there's only one N N, in neon if someone stole it, whatever. So like I had to use one N and or you can follow Truth. On spell it out in neon. Truth Instagram. T R U underscore T H period underscore. And on my personal page, Samantha Belen Lester. There is a link, and it has all of our virtual screenings where you can find us, our trailer, and in-person screening links.
0: Awesome. And you know, we awesome. Look, you're gonna be yeah. a big movie star. Just don't forget. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. You right, know, sir. Uh, well right, yeah right. a little bit of that whatever of that. the hell bigger,
2: i want to do all of the things you know just right? don't there forget you that you know
0: a little a little uh, show called paint the town podcast uh you I'm
2: know i'm so happy <laughs> to be here today and i'm so sorry i didn't make it out to the party the other night oh no,
0: no 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 we're gonna have more and then uh Good. you know we'll definitely like people want to meet you too you, you know what i mean so uh you know like i said we're we're all big one big click and i'm happy we're happy to have you back on and catch up with you so uh uh, follow Spell It Out in Neon and what that's that's the one you want people to go to, right? You'll find everything there, right?
2: It's on everything, but sure. We're talking about the film. Spell It Out in Neon. Or Truth. All yes. of it. Whatever. They and all link to each other.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's what you have to do these days.
2: I know, right? It's like you can you will find it somewhere.
1: Just and- go
0: down to the next thing and push on that. There you go. Yeah, exactly.
2: That's there it. you go. It's, then you go to the trailer all. and then I've got a link to the tickets there and then it takes you back to the Instagram, you know.
0: And, uh, you know, shout out to your director, uh, Tammy. I mean, she was I met her uh, producer. She, she was really, really nice, too, you know, and uh, awesome. you know, she did great. So uh, appreciate the uh, truth for coming back on. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, we'll see you soon and keep us updated on whatever you're doing. OK,
2: same to y'all. Thank awesome. you all. Thank you again having... for
1: being here, sweetie. Well, no
2: thank problem. you for having me. It's so nice to be back chatting
0: with you. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you soon. OK. All right. Audience, uh, follow us at PTTP show. Um, Leave us a review on iTunes. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace.
2: Bye.
0: at Gallery, Check out the shop. It has some of the teachers' original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.